Tiny Island Diary, a podcast celebrating all our tiny islands and Animal Crossing New Horizons, also known as ACNH. Each week on Tiny Island Diary, we'll chat with an ACNH player and find out what life is like on their tiny island. We might pick up a few tips, tricks, or hacks, and new ideas we can use. My name is Antoinette, and I'm an unlikely host for this podcast. Pre-pandemic, I spent 99% of my time in the physical world with family, friends, and a satisfying career as a public speaker. COVID changed many things, and I was suddenly grounded at home in Austin, Texas. I picked up my son's Nintendo Switch console, downloaded ACNH, and found some joy and peace in my own tiny virtual island. I bet you have too. Tiny Island Diary is a podcast in a bottle, washing up on your shore every week. I hope you enjoy it. Wednesday, October 21st, 2020, aka the year every parent of little kids breathed a sigh of relief that ACNH would provide safe, socially distant, and game trick-or-treating on Halloween night. Dear Tiny Island Diary, it's me, Antoinette. I started an alt account on my island so I could continue to feed my materials hoarding habit. Having two accounts is a lot of work, but now I won't be battling the daily 1600 item limit in my home storage, so the work is worth it. You won't believe this, so Lael and Louie have each given me their photo for the third time. It's sweet, and soon it will be time for villagers to tell me they're thinking about moving. It makes sense for these two to be at the top of the list. I'm considering buying a couple of amiibo cards to invite my next villager. Finally, I visited a time traveler's winter island yesterday. I'm thrilled for winter in the game, and I ended up catching four new fish and one new bug for my Critterpedia. I'm so close to completing both. The current version of ACNH is 1.5.1. Dear listener, we are darn tootin' close to the end of season one of our little DIY podcast. Instead of one guest for our season finale, I've invited every guest from the first season to return and update us on their tiny island. It's been a pleasure to catch up with most everyone. Not that it wasn't a pleasure to catch up with each person I've caught up with. Some folks just had scheduling issues. My point is, so many of the guests this season replied that they would take part. So I'm splitting up this finale episode into two episodes, uh, which is a strategy that you probably recognize from very, very, very famous books like the Harry Potter series, Twilight, The Hunger Games, Divergent, when all of those final books made it into movie form. They ended up splitting them into two parts. And that's where we are right now, just for time's sake and for scheduling, is we are going to have two finale episodes. And if it works for those series, it works for me. In today's first finale episode, we kick off with Sarah Vines, who talked with us in episode nine about the fantasy world of her exquisite cottagecore island, Luna Lou. Sarah, welcome back to Tiny Island Diary. Hey, yeah, thank you. I'm glad to be back. (laughs) I know it's only been a couple of weeks since we were here in this recording space together, Um, Mm -hmm. but it sounds like a lot has changed over on your island. So why don't you bring us up to speed? What's going on on your island? So on my actual Animal Crossing island, um, I have gone full into the Halloween flare of everything and it's fully been changed Mm -hmm. Um, there are jack-o'-lanterns all over the place (laughs) they there wasn't an inch that i didn't have at least one or two pieces but yeah there's 
it's like Halloween threw up everywhere. But anyways, it's, it's been, uh, it took a while, but I kind of went down and kind of got that finished, but yeah, big, big Halloween all over the place. And the new dream address is out there in the, in the socials. If people want to see the new, the latest version of it, but I'm excited to be done with it. (laughs) So you and I did like an Island visit selfie a few Mm -hmm. days after we recorded your episode. Um, How different is it today than it was during my visit? So not too many changes, definitely a lot more Halloween items. Okay. So I think I definitely added more of the Halloween like arches Mm -hmm. and uh, just the spooky lanterns. Those are the easiest ones to kind of spread throughout, but I definitely added a lot, probably quite a few more after you came and visited. Okay. So I can attest to the fact that the island is cool. (laughs) The (laughs) Halloween update that Sarah did to her island is really, really, uh, it feels haunted to me. And I told Sarah at the end of our visit that had she not been with me and I had done a dream address visit by myself at night and it was raining that night, um, I probably would have been a little spooked. There is a real sense of mystery and dread a little bit of dread i have to say that um is really well done in this halloween version of your island so congratulations on that thank you and i kind of wish i would have gone back to a day that i had rain for my dream address update because i do think that does add another little eeriness to it but i also wanted it to for every for people to be able to see everything too Mm -hmm. so i kind of went with a close to sunset, like the sun's almost all the way down is the time frame I went with this time around. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Um, I'm curious with Halloween right around the corner, like A, I know you do a little bit of time travel. Did you time travel ahead to experience any of it or is it all going to be new for you? So this is the first time I've time travel to this ahead of time. Usually I've time traveled to the past a couple of days, but I've never gone ahead because I wanted to witness it organically. Mm-hmm. But I also knew what the items were coming to me on Halloween night. So before updating my dream address, I had to just go to Halloween and get all those items. But to work my way up to it, Um, You have to have a certain amount of candy to do certain activities on that day without giving away too much. Um, So I did have to, you know, play a few days just to get the candy for the day, log out back in. It it took a little bit of time, but that was, that was the first big time traveling I've ever done. Wow. So you've seen Halloween in the game. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, Maybe you can at least answer this one question that I I think is actually going to be more helpful than it will be like a spoiler for listeners. Um, There are on some of the trading boards, there was a frenzy over candy and lollipops, like a frenzy. Mm -hmm. And people were selling like a a stack of 30 pieces of candy for like 150 Nook Miles tickets. So someone else posted after some of that frenzy had died down, they were like, listen, you don't need that much candy. If you get one piece a day in your store, you're going to have more than enough. Just relax. Please do not sell your children to buy these stacks of candy. So if you can at least answer that one question, um, do you think 31 pieces of candy is enough to make it through and get all the goodies on Halloween night? No, definitely. Like, I mean, that that's, you don't need that much, I guess is what I should say. Um, I think, I don't even know how many I ended up getting. I 
went through the days and got 20 going into it because uh, there was a YouTuber that suggested going to ho- into Halloween with at least 20 pieces mm-hmm. of candy. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that might even be high, but I definitely wouldn't pay 150 Nook, Nook Mile tickets for that. I think just you know, buying a piece of candy every day, I think, I think you'll be fine. It's not that serious. (laughs) (laughs) Good. You won't miss out on anything if you, uh, if you just go in with one a day. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and you know, the villagers help you out too. And I think that's another little hint for you as well. Okay. (laughs) All right. Very good. Very good. Good. So um, we're wrapping up this season of Tiny Island Diary. Who knows what second season might look like if there's going to be a second season. If this is your last, um, you know, sign off to the Animal Crossing podcast community, at least, what have you got to say? Any advice, um, words of wisdom, anything? I think just take everything with a grain of salt in a way. And I feel like taking the game as it is. And I know we, I like, we all like to rush through life in general. So I think a good thing for Animal Crossing as well, where it kind of coincides is don't rush through it. Yeah, I was really excited about Halloween and I kind of got ahead and got to that. But I'm also excited to go through that Halloween event on Halloween when it comes time again um, and kind of maybe even enjoy it a little bit more, um, kind of run around and do all the things. So I think those two things would, would, that that whole thing of not rushing through it is probably just my overall scheme of it. Cause a lot of people, uh, you know, they have their things that they wish they could change about it, but it's just, it's just one of those games you're just supposed to sit back and enjoy and relax. <laughs> That's exciting. I'm excited about Halloween night. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So this next question, we can definitely cut if you want me to cut it, but I'm going to ask it anyway, (laughs) which is Sarah, since we talked and did our recording, have there been any other developments for you around Animal Crossing in real life? So yes, I actually took the plunge and bought a Switch console. Um, It should be here on Friday, actually, (laughs) my time here, but uh, so I'm not sure where I'm going to go with it. If I'm going to, you know, just dip my toe into streaming on Twitch or make Animal Crossing related content on YouTube. I know there's plenty of those out there, but I would just do it for the fun of it, kind of just for me in another creative way than just playing the game. Mm-hmm. But I also um, have recently been on another podcast for Animal Crossing content. Um, it, I think you could search for it. It's called Breaking Bells on YouTube. It's Nintendo Guru and Holly Crossing. They're a duo that co-hosts that together, that show. Um, They each put out a piece of that podcast throughout this week uh, of the the 19th of October. So um, the first video came out today. So the next one tomorrow and then the next. So for those two things, uh, that's been the newest since I kind of threw my name out there for, oh for to be on your podcast. I yeah. kind of did the same with him and it's just, you know, just be bold to put your name out there. It seems to have worked for me at least twice now. That is really <laughs> great. We'll definitely link to the other podcast in the show notes and who knows, 
by tomorrow, if you have a handle or something in this new identity of yours, creating some content around Animal Crossing, let me know. And I will add that to the show notes too. Very, very excited for you. I think it's going to be incredible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Sarah, thank you again for being a guest during a regular podcast and then making some time to get us caught up on what's been going on with you since your episode aired a couple weeks ago. Yes. Thank you for having me on. I, I, I Like I always say, this podcast is terribly underrated. People should watch it more. And <laughs> it can only it. be underrated if it's rated at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I rated it five stars. And if you're not doing that, then there's Aww. something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. We'll catch up with you later. Yes. Thank you. It's an exciting prospect that this little podcast might have been one way for Sarah to have dipped her toe into the world of content creation around Animal Crossing, and that she has taken more steps and continues to take steps, and we wish Sarah all the best of luck wherever this ends up taking her. One of her pieces of advice that really sticks with me is the ability to really relax into the rhythm of Animal Crossing, I do find myself rushing my experience in certain ways in the game because there are things about the game that appeal to sides of me that don't really get met during the pandemic. And um, the easiest way to explain that is I'm just a really good, like, productive worker sometimes. I really like to work. And the game gives me an opportunity to engage in all different types of labor and work in the game from, you know, catching and selling fish to decorating parts of my island or my house. And um, I do find myself tending to rush certain parts of that. So I'm really taking Sarah's advice to heart and hopefully chilling out over the next couple of weeks, probably until Halloween is over and then it's rush to take all of the Halloween stuff down. I don't know. I'll try not to. I'll definitely try not to. Our next interview is with our very first guest on Tiny Island Diary, and we also have an extra bonus guest during this interview. This is William Shipley, who you may remember is a professional musician who grew up in Arkansas and then several years ago moved his entire life up to the Boston, Massachusetts area. And um, we had a really enjoyable conversation over the summer right after William's birthday. Um, and we just brought an extra person into today's interview for you. So have a listen. All right. We are welcoming William Shipley back to Tiny Island Diary. William, welcome back. Thank you. Good to see you and to hear your voice again. And we are also welcoming... Another person to this space who was not on the podcast before personally, but was mentioned in the podcast. So, William, tell us about this, this other person that we have in our podcast recording space right now. Uh, this is Courtney. She's my best friend. We met in college and we lived together and we did like lots of stuff together and we hang out all the time before I moved and we play music together and now we play Animal Crossing together. Yes. So Courtney and William, you went to college in Arkansas together, right? Correct. Okay. And William moved away. And now um, the main way that you see each other and particularly through the pandemic is in the game Animal Crossing. So let's get caught up with Courtney for just a minute. Courtney, tell us about your path to Animal Crossing. 
Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, I stumbled across Animal Crossing just randomly. I decided to uh, buy myself a Switch for my birthday. And with the pandemic, of course, I was looking for anything to do to bring some kind of normalcy to my life. So I picked it up and William, of course, mentioned um, that he played the Xbox version. And I thought, well, I'm going to try it. And I was hooked. Um, it brought great scheduling to my life. It was just a great tool. And then once William got it, it, it became a way for us to, to be in person. So it's, it's been a lot of, it's been a fun journey. I love that. Since we recorded William's episode, which was the very first episode of this podcast, uh, he and I became friends and um, he invited me to his island. And I think that was the first time I had ever gone to someone else's mm -hmm. island. Um, your island at that time was done to the hilt. There was a <laughs> lot to look at and a lot to do. And um, I felt very much like I had to catch up. And uh, very quickly, I guess within a few weeks, uh, Courtney, you and I had met in the game and were hanging mm -hmm. out and wishing on stars together and doing fun stuff. Um, and it has been a real pleasure to be included in some of the activities that the two of you are, are used to engaging <laughs> in there. Um, so William, since then, your island doesn't look the same. So tell us about what, what you did since you came and recorded and where things are right now on your island. Um, I remember mentioning like tearing it all down. So that is still kind of in process, but like a lot of it has been built back up. Um, I'm not going to say a lot, like maybe a third of it has been built back up, but that third looks really good. So like, yes. it's a pretty third. <laughs> um, we've been collecting recipes, especially with like October, like doing the spooky recipes and as many as possible buying the candy, mm -hmm. the pumpkins, like mm -hmm. pumpkins just planted randomly because there's just, there just ha so happens to be lots of free space. Right. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's coming back together slowly. I really dig the open spaces on your island. I think it's really fun <laughs> to see and to run around on just grass. It's really nice. I've, I'm, I'm sure you feel that way, but like, I don't, I don't feel that way because like it, it bothers me because I feel like it's just so plain. It's just mm. so bland. Like mm. I wish I kind of, don't regret doing it but I wish I had done it in maybe smaller portions or maybe had more of a like instead of just flattening it and being like I'll figure it out later mm. um maybe like have more of an idea because now I'm kind of stuck with lots of flat areas that someday will evolve someday there'll yeah. be something yeah you know I think I think they will you you definitely have a knack for that visual I, I should say visualization I think it'll come together when you feel it you'll do that thing where you're up all night every night until it gets done and then it'll look amazing again and three-dimensional <laughs> three thank you yeah. <laughs> courtney <laughs> your island so you started playing the game in march you built your island steadily from then until now you have not gone through a flattening phase or anything have you i have not i get inspired in waves um, so uh, the first thing to do uh, was to create this two-tiered uh, um, spot for my museum. And I really like the, um, the cliffs where they wrap around the buildings. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what I tried to replicate. So I've got my two layers, museum on the top, and then the Able Sisters, and then it kind of wraps around the cranny. So awesome. that's my process. 
And you had something kind of momentous on your island recently too, didn't you? What was that development? I did. I finally got to five stars. I feel like I was just emptying my pockets every day. Like maybe this will be enough. Maybe this will be enough. Oh, more fences? Let's put fences up everywhere. Sure, let's do it. And she never gave it to me. But then I was running around one day and um, I've kind of gone a little crazy with Halloween as you know, all of the other users of Animal Crossing have done. Um, So with Halloween, (laughs) there's finally enough stuff out to to qualify for a five-star island. So five stars on Hedge Petal. Congratulations. Isabel and her fencing, let me tell you, I'm not generally a fan of fences just to put them up to have them. She likes them a lot. I'm not a fan of them either, honestly. I prefer... The more natural look. I prefer using flowers and trees and hedges mm-hmm. and she wants a fence and I'm not I'm not here for that. <laughs> I say no boundaries. Let's let's size right. the limits. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh William, you talked during our podcast recording about Bertha. So we're a couple months since that recording, about three months out. What's happening with Bertha on the island? What's your villager scene like right now? Bring us up to speed on that. Um, Bertha is still with us and she will always be with us. (laughs) Um, When I was redesigning my, like, going back and rebuilding stuff up, she got the newest, like, plot that I, like, rebuilt and redid. It looks very nice, I think. Um, So she's got the nicest looking house on the island. Everybody else is just, like, either on the the beach park or, like, Mm -hmm. just kind of crammed at the back there. Um, But Bertha has a very sweet spot. She is set up. She's set up and she's all cottage cord outside her house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But, you know, like going back to like the fence thing, like Mm. just the fences, just to have a fence. One thing I don't like about the cottage core thing that it seems like they do is just like random, just like one, just one fence. Yeah. Like just one piece of fence, just (laughs) randomly. And I'm sure Isabel loves that, but I do not. It just seems like, why is there random barbed wire fence? Just, just to be there. Like, but yeah off topic. <laughs> no, it's not. I, <laughs> there are some, some puzzling things. I mean, I, I genuinely like visiting islands that are cottage core top to bottom. I feel like I, I like the way that they look and there are things that really aren't super functional, like that one lonely piece of fencing that's not keeping anything in <laughs> or out, doesn't serve as a practical boundary around anything, but they get points with Isabel, don't they? I guess so. Yeah. Suspense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Let's talk one more moment about the villager situation, because Courtney, you had a villager um, named Flurry. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about Flurry? Because I think the interactions with villagers, villagers coming and going, it's all fascinating to me and I haven't experienced all of it. So tell us about Flurry. So Flurry was one of my favorites. I had her for a very, very long time. And then uh, she got her little thought bubble and I stupidly asked what was going on and she said that she was thinking about leaving and was you know wondering what she should do and I legit sat there for probably five maybe even ten minutes just staring at the screen like this little (laughs) character is about to guilt me into like letting her go even Mm -hmm. though I love her so much Mm -hmm. and we were close like she you know she had my decorations (laughs) out it's Mm -hmm. fine it's whatever it's not personal (laughs) so (laughs) I let her go 
and um, I stumbled upon her on one of my villager hunts, and she did not remember me. And it broke my heart. <laughs> um, and that actually happened a couple of times, and each time she just wouldn't remember me. So it finally got to the point that if I, if I came across her um, on a villager hunt, I just wouldn't even, I would just turn around and leave. Like, I'm not Aww. even... But, I mean, you know, William has Flurry on his island now, and she remembers me. So that was so very sweet. Tell me about that. You went to go visit him, and you ran in and talked to Flurry, and what did she say to you, roughly? She said that she lived on Elgin now, and she was happy to see me there, and it was just like nothing ever happened. And I was wow. like, okay. So, and she, did you say that she asked about me, William? Yeah, she like mentioned the, something the day that she moved in when i went to go talk to her for the first time like i didn't pick her she just kind of i forgot to do a hunt so she was just there one day oh, and wow. i was like cool flurry it's you know i remember flurry so when i would talk to her for the first time she was like oh willard it's your old pal flurry from hedge pedal like whoever guessed that i'd be living here now and like wow. so she she acted like she remembered so I, I had read died. about the, this, um, this mystical place that the characters go to when you don't find someone to adopt them to their island. And it sounds like it's, it's real. This place is real. They hang out and they wait for a friend to have an and open swoop plot. in. And then they swoop <laughs> in and take it over. The good news is it was flurry and it wasn't like someone, Courtney, that you wanted to get rid of. Well, that's also no, happened. Yeah, like she, like Flurry literally took that person's place. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had Octavian on my island and he was somebody that I did not choose. Like he just came to me. Yeah, yeah. And I liked him enough until he um, made a dig at one of my other, my other favorite villages' houses. And then I was like, it's time for you to leave. It's time oh for you to leave. <laughs> and then he popped up on William's Island. So. And, wow. Yeah. And, and he remembers you too, right? Too. Yeah, he remembered me. Wow. Yep. yep. William, how's Octavian doing on your island? I waited for months for him to leave. And when he finally asked, <laughs> I said, yes. Really? And so, yeah, I didn't like him either. <laughs> I had I had Marina. She's she's the octopus I like. Yeah, like, yeah. she's a cancer. I mean, yeah. it, it fits. <laughs> so, it's meant to be. Like, it's meant to be. Um, but Octavian, when he finally left, I was like, yep, you can go. Good luck. See you next time, baby. And um, then I forgot to like hunt for somebody and then Flurry popped up. Wow. So from one of Courtney's discards to like another one of Courtney's discards, but this one was good. <laughs> and, and now I'm starting to realize that because I play with both of you in game now, our villagers are going to get mixed in there. So I might be getting Octavian or somebody if I'm not careful, huh? No, I hope Hopefully not. not. No. Hopefully not. We'll, we'll send you somebody good. We'll send you... <laughs> That's well, awesome. Good well, it has been a pleasure playing with both of you in the game. You've both been so generous in helping me to learn and figure things out in Animal Crossing. And, uh, and I appreciate you both being so willing to get on the podcast, too. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Courtney messaged me not long after we recorded that segment to correct something that she had said. Um, she mentioned that she knew William had played the original Animal Crossing on Xbox and what she meant to say was GameCube. So I wanted to issue that 
for Courtney at her request. The other thing that I mentioned in this segment that I went back and looked up the official name for is the Villager Void. This is the holding place, the limbo that a lot of players have suggested existed in past Animal Crossings and that they believe exists in Animal Crossing New Horizons. And frankly, from hearing Courtney and William's experiences of not just one, but two villagers that have gone from Courtney's Island to uh, Williams, it definitely lends some credibility to that idea and that theory that if you don't find someone to invite your villager to go live on their island, they will hang out and they will wait for an opportunity to jump to another, probably your friend's island. So pretty fascinating stuff, uh, good things to know, and we are going to hear next from our guest in episode eight. Uh, Kelly Greasy is someone who I found because she wrote a piece on the economics and financial systems of Animal Crossing for her job. And uh, Kelly and I have actually played several times in the game. We share a lot of the same interests, like we both love the clothes and the costumes in the game. And um, I was really excited to have her back to hear about how gameplay has developed for her because we're so similar in the game, how that might compare to gameplay for me. So let's have a listen. Kelly, welcome back to Tiny Island Diary. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Good, good. Well, you and I spoke like a good six weeks ago, maybe even a little bit longer than that at this point. And you have been busy. So bring us up to speed on some of the new developments that are happening on Amity. Oh my goodness. So Amity has undergone a complete island renovation since the last time I spoke with you. Um, I, I ended up even getting rid of a lot of those coveted design slots that I had been saving Whoa. because I needed some new looks and feels. And so some of the, like the path design I had in particular, took up like eight design slots. Mm. It, it, I ended up reverting to um, a more simple path for some mm -hmm. areas, which is like a boardwalk design. Mm. And then I went ahead and used the, the regular island paths for a lot of the other sections, sort of the, um, I think it's like the, the light colored flagstone. I used mm. that in the majority of the island. Um, so I did a complete island renovation. I added a second profile to my island as well so yeah. because I am a hoarder and <laughs> I needed more space so I created since this is Amity Island I created Chief Brody character for yes. my island as well yes. uh, Chief Brody um, who people may know is from Amity Island in the movie Jaws so mm -hmm. Chief Brody now lives on my island and he now has mansion status and is kind of a dumping ground for all of my furniture and stuff that I can't Whoa. keep in my own house. Now, let's be not, clear though. When you say socializing, <laughs> when you say dumping ground though, all of his rooms are nicely laid out and everything I would imagine, oh, yeah. but his storage is full. It's well, so Starbucks storage is definitely full. Okay. His is getting there. Wow. Um, I am trying to get better at downsizing. I realized though the other day that Starbucks, the, the vast majority of her storage is occupied by clothing. I can't seem to let go of clothing options. Oh no. And that said, how many times does Starbucks change in a day? 
at least once. She has to have a different outfit every single day. Okay. Sometimes multiple times a day, yeah. especially if I'm going to be visiting um, someone else's island, because I have to think very carefully about where I'm going and mm -hmm. what photo opportunities might be on that other island in order yes. to have her look as cute as possible. Yes. So she also has some some Halloween costumes going on lately, and um, I've really been trying to take advantage of that. That's excellent. Um, you, did you like fill some of the wand slots with the Halloween costumes so that you can? Um, no, I haven't actually. I've been kind of lazy about using my wand slots uh, mm -hmm. lately. I mm -hmm. should probably go in and update those because there's a lot of spring and summer fashions that are currently saved in my wand slots. I should update that with some more seasonal offerings and start actually carrying my wand yeah. around with yeah. me that I've not been good about carrying it lately. I hear you. Um, and then the other crazy updates that I had is um, I had two of my favorite villagers request to leave. I was, the I was a mean person and I did not let them. <laughs> You've imprisoned them. So Bubbles, who yeah. you may remember from my previous conversation yes. with you, she's yeah. my super woke um, woman yeah. who's very empowered and cares about consent. Yes. She asked me to leave the other day and I, I couldn't say yes, even though she's given me her photo and she's been one of my original Islanders, I couldn't let her go. I oh. love her too much and I don't yeah. want her to leave. She's oh, a peppy. Yeah. Okay. And then one of the octopus asked to leave. Um, Marina, who's a oh. very popular one. She's she like is near beloved. the top of the list. Yeah. 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 And she's adorable. She's a normal uh -huh. She has not given me her picture yet, and uh -huh. she's so super sweet and so super cute. I just couldn't let her go. <laughs> so wow. I'm forcing them both to stay, whereas Sly, who's an alligator jock, I have been trying to dump him for months. I hate yeah. him. Yeah. And I even spent several minutes the other day hitting him with my net, no. hoping no, he didn't. would leave if I did that. No. <laughs> I when hit I... him so many times he started to complain and got his grumpy stompy oh, thing no. going on. Oh my gosh, Kelly. Um, have you explored the amiibo option? I mean, I've I heard not. of it, but I've never tried it personally. That might be yeah. something for you because when I did my island visit with you weeks ago, you yeah. specifically said to me, don't talk to him, ignore him. I want him to leave. So this has been you going really on for weeks. Him to leave. He has never asked me, you know, and I get so excited if I see a thought bubble above his head. I'm like, oh, he's going to no. ask me. He's going to ask me today. Aww. And then he's like, here, I've got something for you. I'm like, stop being nice to me. And then I hit him with my net a few times. And so, um, yeah, I, I want to know, I want to know if there's a way to force uh, Islanders to leave. I don't know if there's a way to do that. I've tried being as mean as possible. I have ignored him completely. For have you talked to Isabel at Resident Services about him? I have. I complained about him multiple Ooh. times. Gosh, and nothing if that is doesn't working. do it. A friend of mine told me to send him hate mail, but I don't know how the algorithm works. Mm -hmm. if it mm -hmm. interprets it just as a letter or if it yeah. actually interprets what is said in the letter. I have no idea. I, I might drop a few bucks on an amiibo card and try that, especially if you have a another character, another villager in mind that you think you might want to have live on your island. Just be very specific. I would really specific. like a cat. I don't have yeah, a cat islander, yeah. and you know I love cats. I got my first cat, and Yay. her name is Lolly, and she's a normal, and she is adorable. That's cute. Adorable. In fact, she looks like the kitten that just jumped up on your lap. She's a little bit more blue than gray, but she's very similar. 
Yeah, I need yeah. I need kittens in my in my virtual world because I have kittens in my real world you now. You do. You do. Congratulations <laughs> on those sweet new kittens. Thank you so much. I had a question for you about your second profile because guess what recently I also started an alt account second yes. profile because like you, I was just tired of battling that 1600 number and yeah. I had gone through and like sold a bunch of clothes, sold a bunch of furniture. And really what I have a lot of is materials. I like to craft. I like to just hoard materials. I like to know yeah. I have them on hand. I like to share them with people. Especially so, regular wood, which is so hard to oh come Oh my by. gosh. The regular wood is like the holy grail of all it's the almost, materials. It's hard to get as gold, it feels like sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You hit the tree and every time you're like, please be three pieces of regular wood. Please be three pieces of regular wood. Um, so I have had that second profile and you have to play enough to kind of earn the right to keep upgrading the home and doing all of those things. So how long did it take you to get to the max size house for so, Chief Brody? Um, the, the cheat mode for doing that, the quickest way, because it still is a timed game that requires you to work by their timeline. Yeah. Um, so a day has to pass before you know you get the each upgrade. Right. But since Starbucks has boatloads of bells, yes. Um, I just went and started dumping money bags in front of Chief Brody's house. Oh I God. dumped millions of yeah. money bags in front of Chief Brody's house. So that way he could just upgrade every single day his house wow. until he was maxed out. Um, and one of the fun things about it too is it isn't just a, a dumping ground, but some of the room design ideas I had or collections that I had in my other house that I wasn't putting to use, mm -hmm. I was able to put to use in his house. And so I had originally created like, a basement um, uh, basketball court for him with a gym. His, his wow. basement is a bit of um, like a scary dungeon because I'm trying to create a Halloween house for him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so he's got a scary dungeon with some people locked behind bars, well, some skeletons locked behind bars currently in the basement. Thrilling. Yeah, and his, his attic is, a, um, is a, like a, a debate stage. Um, so I was creating it during the presidential debates and uh, I made a, I made a cute debate stage area for him up there. So excellent. You, you said that you were kind of doing like a Halloween house and I was going to say to you, clock's ticking and yet as fast as you work, I have no doubt that you will have it done with plenty of time to spare before Halloween. Well, you are one of the fastest island people designers I have ever thing, seen. Here's the thing though. Here's the thing is that I can't find the pieces that I need. So I am going to have to go to like the Nookazon and trade for some things because I can't get some of the stuff that I want so far. So I still don't have a witch's cauldron. I don't have a skull. Um, and there's a few other like kind of cool pieces, um, yeah. some alien related things that I've been looking for that I see on other islands mm -hmm. and in ideas. Mm -hmm. um, but I've not come across those specific types of pieces yet, or even, um, you know, wall and flooring things that I think probably come from Sahara um, that are specifically, I, I, I'm looking for them, but I'm probably gonna have to go to Nukazan, I think, to, to get some of the things. The Witch's Cauldron is like on the top of my wish list wow. right now. Yeah. And, and so is um, a skull. I have the little skull shaped radio yes. uh, player, yeah. but it's not exactly what I want. I've seen some other really cool skulls. And I did find a floor pattern for one of my design slots that takes up four de design slots, but it's, it's a pretty cool looking um, little like seance uh, magic circle or something to lay on the floor. And that looks wow. pretty cool too. 
Well, thanks to my prep work for your episode number eight, <laughs> I have become a very comfortable trader on the Rapid Trading Board. So I am happy to help you with your <laughs> wish list if you would like some help with that. Yes, I think we should have um, a night to play together and, yeah. and hit up some nookas on and uh, see what we can find. I love it. <laughs> Kelly, thanks again for coming back and giving us a quick update. It's great to see you and good luck to you for your Halloween plans. Thank you so much. Great joining you. When you have a really specific design idea, a specific aesthetic look that you're going for in your island design, um, kind of like Kelly does and some of our other guests have expressed, um, finding the pieces to help execute that design becomes the next big challenge. And in that quick conversation with Kelly, I was reminded that not everybody is ready to hustle to find the pieces that they need. Um, there are a lot of Discord servers out there that are Animal Crossing related, and some of them are really cool. They're like giveaway servers where you join and you chat with other people and you can just enter giveaways. And while that can be fun and great, and maybe on that rare occasion where you do win something really big, you get to feel like Santa Claus and share with everybody around you, um, that's great. But some of the trading boards can get really shark tank like where people are not always pleasant to work with there are rumors of certain users that are scammers and things like that i'm not trying to say don't get involved with them as someone who has now been kind of actively involved in them for a month or maybe two at this point i think that they can be really great and you can connect with cool people on those boards as well um, there is one Discord server in particular called the Friendly Trade Union, I think. Uh, I will put it in the show notes. It is a Discord server for Animal Crossing New Horizons that is completely 100% free. So anything that you post, you have to post as something that you are giving away. Or if you're looking for something and somebody responds to that post they are offering to help you for free. In many cases, these are people who have lots and lots and lots of materials and resources, and they're just there to help relieve pressure that we may be feeling from selling our last Nook Mile ticket to, you know, trade for Raymond or Marshall or whoever the super hot villager of the week is. So I, I just wanted to kind of give a plug for, you know, this particular Discord server, but also all of them that are really dedicated to fostering a community where players just help each other for the joy of letting other people play stress-free, um, for the joy of sharing and really building a community that's not based on commerce and capitalism and a lot of the things that we're used to in our everyday lives. So... All that said, uh, great to hear from Kelly. And now we are going to wrap up today's episode with a quick chat with episode two guest, Ash Hall. Um, Ash and I are friends. We are fellow progressive activists in Austin, Texas. And I have actually spoken with Ash maybe less than almost any other guest because 
this very time that I've been producing Tiny Island Diary has been Ash's busiest time at work. So let's hear from Ash. Welcome back, Ash Hall. How are you today? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's really good to see you. It's been a while. It has. Things have been very, very busy and chaotic. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we talked a little bit about this during your regular podcast uh, episode recording that you work at the Texas Civil Rights Project and it's election season. It's early voting, it's election season, and you're busy at work, aren't you? Uh, yeah, just just a little bit. <laughs> I hear you. So tell us about Animal Crossing and is there time for any of that? And if you don't have much time to play, what, what are you doing? What's new on your island these days? Um, there's still some time for Animal Crossing, not as much as I wish that there was. And so what I find that I've been doing, especially in the past week since the, um, the election started, is there's a couple days that'll go by where I can't play at all. And then on the day when I do, I am now finding that I will time travel to the last day that I missed and then essentially I'll fit in like three or four days worth of playing into one sitting. Wow. Okay. And what are your tasks when you time travel back to the days that you missed? What are the essential things that you have to do? Uh, I talk to all the villagers because I don't want them to think I've forgotten them Mm -hmm. and that's very important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to the shop because I'm really into this Halloween thing that they're doing. And oh, so, good. Yeah, if they've got cool stuff for sale, I want it. Okay. Uh, that's important. And cool. it's also like getting the candy because I don't, I don't know what this uh, Jack creature is going to mm. want for me mm-hmm. on Halloween, but I want to be ready. Yes, so good. Making good. Got candy for him and for all the villagers, like that's important to me. Perfect. Um. Those tend to be the most important things, but sometimes, like, uh, whatever NPCs on the island at the time I'll want to interact with and make sure I'm not falling behind there, Mm -hmm. uh, things like that. Those are, like, yeah, the most important things, not so much, like, harvesting fruit or anything like that. Right, right, right. Excellent. Uh, You and I did an island visit the week after we recorded your episode, which is now, like, three months ago, if you can believe it. Oh, my God. We did an island visit and there was a room in your house that I wanted to talk about in this episode. Um, Back in episode nine, guest Sarah Vines and I discussed the propensity of different types of toilets in the game. And I don't know about everybody else, but I get a lot of toilet love from the game. Uh, Usually in the form of stuff getting shaken out of trees. mostly from balloons and packages in the sky and also occasionally through my villagers who will somehow think that a reciprocal gift that's appropriate to you know a beautiful checkered chesterfield coat is a squat toilet (laughs) yeah so um i got in the habit of like selling all of these things you do something else ash tell us about what you do with the many many toilets the game gives you right most of them I ignore, but there are the automatic ones where the seat lifts up when you go by them. And for me personally, that's hilarious. And I can't really articulate why, it just is. So there is a room in my house right now where when you walk in, there's just 
lines of them on either side so that as you walk through the room, they will all open and close for you as if you are being greeted, um, like, like royalty, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like royalty about to sit on a throne. And I just want to be clear that when I walked into that room, I did, in fact, circle it several times. I think I sat on every single one that was there. <laughs> it's fun. It's just, it's fun. And at some point, my hope is that I will get enough that I will run out of space in there and I'll have to actually put them somewhere on the island outside. Oh. Figure out where yet, but I will keep you updated on that when I figure out the location for it. We've got to figure out where to get listener donations of toilets <laughs> with automatic raising lids for Ash Hall. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. I just, I wanted something really funny in the game because yeah. like a lot of my island is very intentional and thought out and like mm -hmm. does have a serious bent to it. But mm -hmm. this one thing I wanted for the humor of it. So yeah. It's so great. It's so great. Uh, that was a really wonderful surprise. Um, are there any updates to the gameplay? Like um, I know that you were really committed to keeping all of your villagers. Is your whole villager tribe still intact or has anybody left since you were on the podcast in the summer one person has left um it was my snooty frog villager i'm blanking on her name okay. but she has been replaced by a snooty monkey and so it's almost kind of the same thing <laughs> um the ratio of all the different uh villager types yeah. is the same and yes. everyone gets along and it's yeah. fine since you came to my island last, I got a second snooty. And in fact, you're going to like this, Ash. She's a wolf. Yes. And um, she's beautiful. Her name's Whitney. Um, I love her like alto voice. A lot of the other characters, I think every other female character on the island has a very high pitched voice and she has a super mellow voice. Um, and I just wanted to kind of reassure you that having two snooties, they often have the same exact dialogue. So I think you're right in substituting your snooty um, monkey for the snooty frog, that you're pretty much getting very similar characters there. Yeah. yeah. Although I would, I would be happy to have a snooty wolf. That sounds amazing. So that's, that's Whitney right there. And who knows, when she reaches the end of her time on my island, maybe you'll be in a position to want to invite her to yours. Have you thought about getting an island full of wolves? Yes. I mean, how can I not, right? <laughs> yes. How many, do you know how many wolves there are in the game? I don't actually know. I've not counted. I know there's at least one for every character oh, archetype. Okay. Good. Um, and then they double up on at least one of them. So I think that already puts us at six, something Maybe like that. Something like that. Well, yeah. the weird thing is when you came to visit me, um, you saw my other wolf who is a cranky and his name is Dobie. And he's just been a doll. He's, he seems like he's becoming very popular in the rest of the Animal Crossing world as well. So yeah. yeah, I love Dobie. Yes, he's so good. Yeah. He's so good. Well, Ash, thank you so much for coming back to bring us up to date on what's happening for your island, and good luck to you through the rest of this election season. Thank you so much. Um, and yeah, keep having fun with it. In hearing Ash's response to all of the toilet love from the game, and how Ash has been able to incorporate those odd and unexpected elements in a very purposeful way. I think about the creative aspect of this game 
because so far today in all of our little mini interviews, we've heard about how Animal Crossing has been a complete help during the pandemic. Courtney mentioned that early in the pandemic, when many of us were sheltering in place very suddenly and not really sure what the world was going to look like, that the game provided a sense of routine that was very helpful in unpredictable times. I've mentioned that because my own professional career has changed dramatically during this pandemic, that there is a hustle and a sense of urgency that I get in the trading boards that I don't really experience in real life right now because I used to travel all the time and now I'm home all the time. Um, but the other thing about the game that I think will endure forever and ever and ever is that Animal Crossing New Horizons gives every single one of us an opportunity to exercise our creative muscle, our critical reasoning ability, um, all of these ways that we have to be innovative and to think differently because so many of the things that the game asks us to do requires a lot of thought and reasoning. And that goes from home decor to island design to, um, you know, how we are going to fund all of the different projects that we want to do or the items that we need to collect for our island. So that to me seems like it will be the thing that even years from now, when you and I are maybe playing the game just a little bit every few days, that we will still be able to enjoy the benefits of the creative exercise that this game gives us every turn that we make. So thanks for that, Nintendo. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the episode today by saying a few things, as always. Um, thanks for engaging. Those of you that are reaching out on Twitter, Instagram, um, it's great to hear from you. And you can always contact me. The handle is at tinyislanddiary, or you can email me at tinyislanddiary at gmail.com. Let me know what's going on with you. How has your gameplay changed since you started playing the game? And what kinds of things do you think will be the enduring, lasting legacies of Animal Crossing New Horizons? Also, if you haven't yet subscribed, please do that. Um, the more subscriptions this podcast gets, the more reviews, the more ratings, you know, click that five star if you're listening on Apple Podcasts right now, the more likely it is that people who don't know about the podcast but like ACNH will be able to find the podcast. And um, the last thing that I wanted to, uh, to ask is that for those of you U.S. listeners who are of voting age, if you have not already voted, please make a voting plan to do what is available and safe for you in the pandemic for voting, whether that's a drop-off ballot location or if it's voting by mail or if it means finding the most socially distanced location where you are eligible to vote, please vote. This is very possibly the most consequential election of our lifetimes, maybe in our country's history, some would argue and your vote matters. So please do your part in this upcoming election. Make sure that your voice is heard. And next week, I will return with more of these mini interviews from guests from previous episodes. Super duper excited to catch up with more of the folks that we have come to know and whose islands we have learned about in the last several months. So stay tuned and I will meet you right back here in about a week. Bye.